check, check it, the time. Baby, bet, ayy, Cobra X, ayy, couple Grammys on him, couple packs, ayy, that's a fact, ayy, throw it back, ayy, throw it back, ayy, and this one is for the champion. Ain't lost since I began, yo. Funny how you said it was the yeah, yo. You know we did it again, yo. I told you long ago on the road, I got what they want. Get your soul, just tell them ain't laying low You was never really rooting for me anyway When I'm back up at the top, I wanna hear you say You don't run from nothing, dog. Get your soul, just tell them that the break is over Need a, need a, um, need a Every morning quarterback, if that doesn't get you hyped right there, I don't know what will. Uh, we have Bills, Chiefs, clashing Sunday. I think it's whoever wins this is going on to win the whole entire thing. And we got some representation tonight on the every morning quarterback to go head-to-head -head with all the burning questions, and except for anything involving a sweet potato. We might just leave that <laughs> out of this for tonight. But uh, we got Ryan Sullivan, Sports Rock 2 of the Buffalo Fanatics Network, host of the 585. And we got Casey Proctor at Call the Proctor uh, from the Arrowhead Addict on the fan-sided network. Boys, how are we tonight? Doing well. Doing, doing well. well. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah this thanks, is... Thanks for having me. Absolutely, guys. Uh, you know, I had to rep my Jets just uh, as I was telling Ryan earlier, just to just to feel like I'm playing this weekend or have something to root for. But who told uh, you this you is going to be fun? Do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I figured last week I picked the Steelers. I got nothing to lose now. I'm just going to yeah. throw on Jets apparel for the rest of the year. Uh, definitely got nothing to lose. Uh, so this is a big time game, guys. So we're we we want to break this down from all angles: offense, defense guys to watch for and then at the end of this thing before we go ahead and log off we're going to play a fun little game with the randomizer a every morning quarterback favorite uh with some random names of some bills and chiefs players to see if we can recall some guys from the past so we're definitely going to quiz you guys on that uh it's it's okay if you don't know these guys i really went digging <laughs> this is real deep this is not even like B side. We're 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 talking D, D. F E side. Yeah. <laughs> Dark days. Dark days. God knows there's plenty between the two of us. Oh yeah. man, there's some random Chiefs guys when I was looking at the Chiefs rosters. There's some random Chiefs players. The quarterback players. list from like '99 to '06 was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is a it is a roll call of who who played college for like the University of Bama. <laughs> it was something. Some Brody Croyle in there. Oh, yeah. oh possibly. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's start with you, Ryan, because uh, Travis Kelsey is definitely the heartbeat of the Kansas City Chiefs. O. And even though Patrick Mahomes did spread it around last weekend, uh, hitting eight different guys in that game against the uh, Steelers, which was sad to watch. It was like watching a, it was like watching an animal just get put down. It was tough to watch. But uh, the Bills' pass D man is, is real good, uh, real good, and they rank in the top six in all categories against tight ends. So I got to ask you, how do the Bills go about taking away the best one in the game, Travis Kelsey? 
So the story of the AFC Championship last year was really how physical, and it it's not me complaining. It was a really good game plan, how physical that Chiefs secondary was with Buffalo. And that's really how they took away their weapons. When Buffalo went back in there in week five, they kind of did the same thing, got physical with their wide receivers, got physical with Kelsey. And I think that's how you have to do it. They have, they're going to have to go in there and toe the line and see how much the refs are going to let them play in this game. Hussey's crew is a crew that seems to let teams play. He's pretty, they're a pretty low crew when it comes to throwing flags in the NFL. So they're going to have to go in there. They're going to have to take some risks. They don't have Trey white who they had in week, week five. Um, when they went in there and played Um, they, they last, when they went in week five, they didn't have Matt Milano. So they were playing their kind of safety corner hybrid and Saran Neal, who's a little bit of a more physical cornerback. I don't know if they try to get him in there, but really just trying to toe the line and get as physical as you can as these wide receivers with Kelsey to try to bump them off their routes and get them out of the game, you know, make life complicated for them. And yeah, I, I think you, you nailed it with what can they do now without Trey White, uh, which they didn't have Matt Milano. How can they kind of figure out how to cover guys like Kelsey and Hill? So I'm going to throw it to you, uh, Proctor. What, uh, this is a much different Patrick Mahomes than the one that we saw in last year's AFC title game. How is this offense different than the one that we saw last year? That's my opinion. That's not, there's not a single thing to point to. That's not, it's not an easy question because with the wake up call that was Super Bowl 55, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy had to go back to the drawing board and overhaul this thing. I mean, truly, baseball term here, you can't live and die by the home run. And from 2018, through 2020, 2021 playoffs, it was the it was the deep ball that defined the Chiefs offense, the constant, the score at will threat. This year, no matter what um, outlet you subscribe to, the narrative about Kansas City was they're missing the edge. The Mahomes magic is dead. Famous Ryan Clark, Patrick Mahomes is broken. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Cool. Um, Truly, Patrick Mahomes, what version of Patrick Mahomes do we have here? What's different with him? He has evolved so much as a player in a way to involve different elements of this offense, different levels of this offense, running backs in the passing game, um, multiple tight ends. That AFC championship game last year, Tyreek popped for like a buck 70 and Hill, uh, Kelsey had, I think, like 110 with a score. So that was like the three-headed monster that we've all come to know. Everyone's familiar with. That hasn't existed anymore this year. You talk about like the, the, the story has been, why are the Chiefs struggling? And then they went on that win streak, and it was a scrappy win against a really crappy Giants team, a scrappy win against Jordan Love under center for the Packers. But those grimy, gritty wins that the Chiefs pulled out were not – a product of a, a death of an era. It was more so an evolution of this offense in a way that right now, here we are, the biggest game of the year, playing the Bills for the second time this season. And this offense at its peak with the way that it's run today is not on tape. You can't, you can't prep for it because it's different. It's a totally different offense. I've got a 
it went into last week as a hypothesis. I've got a theory. I call it the LeBron theory. And I don't have the gall to announce that a football team can dog it through the regular season and then flip a switch and go off in the playoffs. But I truly believe that there is a little corner in Andy Reid's play sheet, a speed, a second gear to this dink and dunk offense that we've seen this flashy offense grind through all year, figuring out it's been churning all year. Extended regular season, 17 games, churning, learning it, practicing. And we're going to see on Sunday night a speed from the Chiefs in a way that we've never seen before Mm. in an offense that is completely different. Interesting to think about them possibly sleepwalking through those first six, seven weeks of the regular season. Uh, Buffalo did something similar mid-year, uh, yeah, a bit of a and, sleepwalk. Well, and, uh, and I think there's a, a similarity in, in kind of the learning process Buffalo and uh, Kansas City had to go through this year because Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes are such unicorn of quarterbacks, and you have this rise of this cover two shell Vic Fangio defense and teams – basically forcing guys like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes to beat you by, you know, five yard paper cuts at a time. And it has been a learning process. I know at least for Josh learning not to go broke, taking a profit in the passing game. So, you know, there has been issues with Josh, even last year when teams would do that, you know, because there's times where you can still get the sugar high Josh. You still do get the greedy Josh (laughs) who will sometimes take those throws downfield and, you know, I think one of the learning processes for both of these teams is just learning how to attack, you know, this defense because that's what fo- the football is. It's constantly, uh, you know, big scale, you know, big court, new things come at, you know, come into the league. In this case, it's guys like Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, and then defenses figuring out ways to do it. And, you know, for a while this year, it seemed like we run the, the defense was starting to win that battle a little bit more. And now it seems like it's starting, you know, the offenses are starting to figure it out again. Yeah. Speaking of the Bills, though, Ryan, going into Arrowhead, tough place to play. It's tough to win anywhere, playoff football, but play on the road at Arrowhead is tough to do. Is there any area of the Bills offense that you're a little worried about, maybe not holding up in that kind of condition? So the the biggest thing that had Bills fans in a tizzy this year was this offensive line. It's basically what ended their season last year in Arrowhead was their inability to stop Chris Jones, the inability to to keep Josh Allen clean and not running around, the same issue that ended that lost Kansas City a Super Bowl and why they went out and got guys like Orlando Brown. The offensive line can win you or lose you football games. And through the first three quarters of the season, this Bills offensive line, though not as bad as I think as some fans believed here, was not a championship-level offensive line. And ever since Ryan Bates got inserted in week 16 against New England, and actually it's Rick yeah. Bates, Rick Bates, um, <laughs> um, known by his teammates, ever since he got inserted into that offensive line in week 16 against New England, this offensive line has not has allowed the last few weeks has allowed no sacks, has made Matt Judon a non-factor in the last two times they played New England. And the run game has developed really nicely. So this offensive line has started to come together. But Ryan Bates is still only in his fifth, sixth start as a left guard on this team. Spencer Brown has a ceiling through the roof, but is still a rookie who has struggled, who will be going up against 
you know, whether they, they run stunts with Chris Jones, whether it's Frank Clark is a rookie, a really raw rookie who came out of Northern Iowa and has struggled against more advanced, more developed pass rushers during the year. So, you know, I, if the, this game goes wrong for Buffalo, it's going to be the same exact way it went wrong last year that they just can't keep Josh upright. So just whether it's a regression from Spencer Brown, a regression from Ryan Bates, that's where I really see, you know, where this game could, could, could get away from Buffalo quickly. It's going to be interesting to watch that different kind of chess match between Dayball and Spags to see that chess match of how they're going to go at each other. And speaking of that Chiefs defense, now we're flipped because we know both of these offenses, you're not going to stop them for all four quarters. This is too too good of an offense on either side of the ball. So looking at the Chiefs defense, uh, is there an area that you feel you're worried about holding up when you're trying to slow down an attack like Buffalo that's multifaceted and with a with a dual threat quarterback there, Casey? Well, firstly, on that same point, I I'm calling for the shootout. I'm all the way in on the shootout. I got oh, I got a 35-33 yeah. Kansas oh. City victory. Push <laughs> throw your chips in. What a it's gonna be it will finally be the game that it should be. Like Chiefs, there's been so many, like obviously we waxed ass yeah. on the Raiders twice this year, but like it's been you haven't had the like when the Packers came to town, Aaron Rodgers was gone. When the Chargers and Chiefs went back and forth, the Bills and or, or the Bengals and Chiefs went back and forth, but like Chiefs Bills, this is the matchup, the the rematch that everyone's looking for. And I think this is actually the time that like bet that over. Like it's yeah. this is gonna be that game. Um speaking on the defense, um, first of all, I actually like to make a point to what you said earlier, Ryan, about the Bills being physical. Brian Poyer, dog. Like he's gonna be, I hate that dude. I he's <laughs> he's so sick and he visits me in my dreams and I absolutely <laughs> hate it. Um, as far as the chiefs D if we had this conversation 36 hours ago, I would have said the linebacking core, but now that Willie Gay is out of jail and we <laughs> said today will be playing, won't speculate on that situation, yeah. messy deal, baby mama drama, whatever. Um, they can, that young athletic running linebacking core can contain a mobile quarterback Josh Allen in three career games against the Chiefs averages like 68 yards on the ground. And in each of the three games that the Bills have played the Chiefs and the Mahomes-Allen era, Josh Allen was the leading rusher for the Bills. So, But I I feel good. The linebackers will be in. I expect Nick Bolton's uh, snap count to be up. I, I expect that the linebacking core will hold up their end of the deal and minimize damage on the ground through Josh Allen. What I'm scared of is the secondary. Rashad Fenton, the Chiefs are healthy. Rashad Fenton is the only guy that did not practice today in Kansas City. And per PFF, before he went down with a back injury four or five weeks ago, whenever it was, he was rated as the top cornerback in football. Forget the AFC, the NFC. He was the top rated per PFF throw the salt over your shoulder, read into it as far as you wish. But he was the top-rated cornerback in football, and he's not practiced this week, did not practice last week. He's got a back injury. He's not going to play. If you ask me today, throw up a breaking news panel. He's not not playing on Sunday. Wow. That sucks uh, because now you're going to look at Traverius Ward on Stephon Diggs for four quarters. 
And Ooh. while that guy has really been an unsung hero of the 2021 campaign for Kansas City, I I just have like talking about dark days. I've got so many awful memories of <laughs> just his involvement in the defense and just getting yeah. gashed by one guy. He was on he was on Jamar Chase all day long for the Chiefs Bengals game in in week 18 and or week 17 and uh Jamar Chase fun fact had the biggest week for any pass catcher ever in Chiefs history 266 yeah. yards three tutties biggest day ever for a receiver against the Chiefs defense it was a rough show yeah. oh brutal dude it that gets a animal if yeah. i i've got i've got money on them beating Tennessee and I hope they do just for the simple like added spice of this game that the winner in Kansas City will host the AFC Championship. Uh, yeah. And being a lifelong Chiefs fan, three was crazy. The prospect of hosting four consecutive AFC Championships is like, if you asked me that when I was 12 years old, I would have said, what kind of Chiefs are we talking about? Like, yeah, and I don't have a horse in the race, but the Bengals in the AFC Championship against anybody is just fun. It's it's fire, dude. That's people another over. See, That's another things. over. Let's people have fun. People want to see Cincy. Both yep. teams have fun. Yeah. Joe just smoking on like the sideline while <laughs> while they're down twenty to the building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Very. Uh, yeah, Ryan. Back to you, man. Like, what what are we looking at for both sides of the ball? We have a lot of stars, but who is the X factor? You already mentioned Bates, but is there an X factor that maybe we're not talking about that? On, on on Monday morning, we're going to be talking about is the guy who pushed their team over the edge. Who was the guy for Buffalo? Who's the who's the X factor? Where this game is going to ride on is Trey White's replacement, Dane Jackson. He has not had to go up against any significant wide receiver talent besides the Tampa Bay game. And this is really going to be his biggest test as a starting cornerback in the NFL. And I, I think the way his day goes is going to be very indicative of the way the entire defense goes. Uh, you know, today he, there was a lot of people were really excited of him coming out of camp last year. He plays physical. He's got, he's not the most athletic freak. He's not the fastest. He's not the quickest, but he very much fits this McDermott mold of, you know, cornerbacks who, you know, you're not going to beat them because they're in the wrong spot. You're not going to beat them because they made the wrong read. You're going to beat them because you're faster, stronger than them. And he's very much in that mold. He can come down and play run fit with the best of them. But the way, and it's going to be on Frazier, it's going to be on McDermott to put him in the right spot to succeed because he can't run with a Travis Kelsey. He can't run with a Tyree kill. So the way a guy like him and his day goals, we fear indicative. And on, on the offense, the X factor is going to be the guy who is, been one of the best running backs in the league for the last two or three weeks here. And that's Devin Singletary. He is finally, he had a really good rookie year. A lot of fans were down on him last year. And even through the first half of this year, because he's not the flashiest running back, he's not the fastest running back, but finally with the solidified offensive line, he's shown what kind of back he is. And, you know, this is a game where the AFC championship game last year was where this, the catalyst where people really started to turn on him because he had that really awful drop on when the bills were up nine, seven going into Kansas city territory. And he had the drop that probably would have been 15, 20 yards and ended up killing the drive. So, you know, a, a chance for revenge for him in this game. So he's another guy that I'm looking for to just continue this hot streak. Cause he's looked really, really good at late. And, you know, this bills with a run game, it, it you know, it, 
it helps Josh Allen so much. It was just that's not an element that was here for the first three quarters of the season. And looking at the Chiefs, uh, they have maybe the most well-known X factor in the man uh, Dante Hall. But who was the X factor Sunday there, Casey? First of all, Dante Hall was my childhood hero, so I appreciate that shout he out. He was a joystick man. <laughs> my dad Love used to say guy. he used to say, uh, you know, Dante Hall couldn't whip his way out of a wet paper sack, but nobody ever touches him, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he was the man, straight up. Yeah. That that whole again, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but that that group, Dante Hall, Priest Holmes, Trent Green, Tony Gonzalez. Brian Waters at left tackle. Like yeah. Rofe. Rofe is on that so old much line fun. too, man. So much. So much yeah. Love it. Um, don't I'm not gonna I I I won't be redundant uh and and say our running back for offense, although Clyde Edwards Alaire does not have an injury status for Sunday, oh. so he's good to go. Um, that's fun news. Um, although half of Chiefs Kingdom absolutely hates him. Uh, and I understand, like, you know, first-round pick, especially dating back to that, what we just said, you literally go Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, Jamal Charles, Kareem Hunt, CEH. Yeah. So, like, my life has been – it's been a spoil of running back talent. And the kid hasn't peaked, but he's 23 years old. He's got six career 100-yard rushing games. His biggest rushing game ever was against the Bills in this first matchup between massive quarterbacks, Clash of Titans, whatever you want to call it. He busted like a buck 60 in a score. So, like, that's potential in and of itself. My X factor for the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm putting my money where my mouth is on this one. Depending on whichever site you you spend money on on Sundays, between plus eight hundred and plus a thousand, you can get Blake Bell as an anytime touchdown scorer. Wow! And this game, like I said, thirty-five to thirty-three. If it's gonna be this shootout, if it's gonna be a slobber knocker that America deserves, it's gonna come down to one big play. That big play may be on offense by either side. That big play may be a mistake by somebody. I frankly, I always when I to me, a shootout is that Monday night game between the Chiefs and the Rams in 2018. Oh, so good. Truly one of like for for a flash, like excitement factor. That's the best smoke in the air. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Uh, Forest was just burning down behind them and they're. Yeah, yeah, ignore it. Yeah, this is what's (laughs) happening. Our lives are on this line. So like. That's what I when I say shootout. That's my memory. I expect mm-hmm. this kind of a game on Sunday. There will be multiple mistakes. There will be turnovers. There will be there will be sock them in the mouth type of sacks and hits. But it's gonna come down to if it's gonna be a two point game like I'm calling for. It's gonna come down to one moment, and Blake Bell might be. We know Andy Reid likes that sneaky, crafty draw it up the night before kind yep. of shit in the red zone. He might yep. get that motion under center at the goal line to be wildcat. He might get the vintage shovel pass from Pat at the goal line. Yeah. That's, that's throwing up the X Blake Bell's yeah. the difference maker for the Kansas city chiefs. And Ryan, you said offense and defense. I just want to revisit once more, shout this kid out again. If there's going to be an X factor, specifically since you said you're running back, Devin Singletary will be that guy. I want to shout out outside linebacker Nick Bolton, rookie, Mizzou piece, led the team in tackles, 
112 tackles this year. First time a rookie has led tackles in Kansas City since 1986. First team all rookie. Yeah. Kids and stud. He's an absolute stud. And strong dude, phenomenal, like fundamental tackler. Great feet. He struggles with, with his speed and space. Um, and shit, now I'm rolling. Algerius Sneed, shout him out. <laughs> that's like literally for me, that's two of the best tacklers in football, and they yeah. both live in Kansas City. There's your yeah. tacklers. Love it, man. I love it. Uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about watching that Pats Bills game, and wow, that was fun, Ryan. Uh, I, I know you were there, that must have been awesome and like electric. But uh, one thing that struck out there because they called it Buffalo's perfect game, well, there was one piece of it that wasn't. Perfect. And I'm, you know, if we're in a shootout, one point could make the difference. And Tyler Bass, you know, a little, he was a little shaky in that game. So I don't, I don't know what happened. In, I don't know what I don't happened. Know there. He is normally he, he had no. literally not missed a single extra point all year, and he had two that was blocked. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit here and pretend it didn't happen because <laughs> I one big I, mistake. One big mistake. <laughs> That's yep. Well, I really, and I really think this game, you know, I, I think about this game and it's really going to be like, I, I was thinking about, and as I've been thinking about it, we were talking on the show, like, I really don't think it, the, you know, I don't think defenses are really going to get a stop in this game. I think it's going to be who can get the pick and plus territory. Who's going to make, who's going to fumble inside their own 20. I think that's what yeah. it's going to come down to. Who's going to make the one big mistake, a pick six, whatever it is. That's really what this game is going to come down to. It's going to come down to one defensive player, two defensive plays or, or you know, someone's gonna go for it on their own forty-five yard line and, and and not get it. Like it's, I think it's really gonna come down to who can make one or two stellar defensive plays. It's gonna be a culture shock too. The whole first quarter because the Bills just went from playing against the Mac Jones Patriots, who don't who aren't very a dynamic offense, and the Chiefs just went from playing the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> who that was just more of like a that was that was more of like an obituary than it was a game. I felt bad for the Steelers. I, I, I will it. say I will say one thing just off of what you just said is if there's if there is a team to like, especially with how like the money line is split right now, if there was one team to favor as an somebody that has no influence in this game, no interest in this game, the Bills dropped 47 on a top five defense. Yeah. And the Chiefs beat the dog stuff in out of, I mean, TJ Watts goaded, but like the, the Steelers did not belong in that spot. So yeah. like just in terms of the beatdowns, I heard some obscure stat about this is the first time in playoff history that two teams are meeting in a, a, a second round or third round where both teams dropped a 40 burger the week before. Yeah the Chiefs beat up on somebody that they should have absolutely beat up. They buried right. Ben Roethlisberger at his yeah. own funeral. Yeah. The Bills – yeah, RIP, baby. Yeah. The Bills, <laughs> um, they they laid it down to a legitimate, like, championship contending defense. Rookie quarterback, you know, say about it what you will, but a legitimate contending defense. Yeah. Steve, Steve Spagnuolo scares the hell out of me, though. He, he's like – Someone made the analogy to Greg Williams the other, uh, like a month or two ago on Twitter, and, and not Greg Williams, the fact that he's putting bounties out on people's head, but Greg Williams, the fact that when it's really good and he, like, he hits, he finds the right card in his Rolodex, it is chaotic and beautiful, and you don't know what the hell is happening. The, when he does, when he, he doesn't make the right call, 
it looks like you're playing peewee football, but in big games, he always seems to, in big games, he seems to show up and make the right calls. The diamond dollar defense get blitzes disguised so well within them. Like he's, he's definitely got like, it's, it turns them on to bring the heat, but, yeah. and, and sometimes like you saw in that Bengals game, when Jamar chase was gashing us, there was, there was like, depending on again, what media you prescribe to, but there was a, I think it was third and 17 and he brought six or seven on a blitz and Jamar chase picked up like 23 yards. And it's, yeah. it's like, well, you know, sometimes, you know, not everything that shines is gold, but right. I, I, I love Steve. Also, mad props to ex-Chiefs OC Brian Dayball, probably going to be landing in New York or some other shithole like that so. next yeah, season. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I I hope for his sake he doesn't have to go to the Giants and have to figure out how to work with Daniel Jones. I really hope he gets something better than that. That's, that's well, the, the, the hope, the hope yeah. right now is that he brings he brings Mitch with him. We get a nice little comp pick out of it. <laughs> That would be a that that's the that's that's my hope right now at least. I'm always rooting for Mitch. Always rooting for Mitch. What a fruitful package that would be. So <laughs> oh yeah. The, the Giants would be going just nuts. <laughs> uh and they have two top ten picks. Too not, not to talk too much Giants, and that's what people tuned in for, but uh they have two top ten picks that they can spend on running backs. So yeah, we'll see what they do with those. Uh so it's time for a little randomizer rando player generator. So how this is going to work here uh, is we I have a wheel of literally a bunch of former Bills and Chiefs players. So we're going to spin it, and the wheel is going to show us a player. And, it, you know, it's going to be <laughs> – it's going to be pretty tough uh, because I just grab random Google images. But do your do your best. We'll play a couple rounds here. We'll see if you can name who that player is. And you might get a Chiefs player, Ryan. KC, you might be getting a Bills player. All right. We're going to see what we can do here. Ryan, you're going to be up first in the rando randomizer generator. There's, there might be sound effects. And if they are, I don't know what they are. So if they're, if they're just like awful and horrific, I'm just going to apologize. But, yeah, it's pretty rough. We who do we got popping up first here? Oh, there's sound effects. Oh, <laughs> do we know who that random player is? This is a good. I'm one. gonna go Lafayette it... Lafayette Pitts, but I don't think that's right. Lafayette Pitts. Do you want to try to steal this one, Casey? <laughs> I mean, it's tough to tell right now. I can't tell if there's a glove in the top of that three. I don't know if uh, that. <laughs> Uh, that kid that got drafted by the Seahawks ended up in Buffalo or not? No, he was that. Ne- he was never. Uh, he was never uh, Griffin. Yeah, he was never here. Shaquille. Yeah, I don't no. know the way his hands bent. Right. Sorry if that's no, no. It does kind of look like that. I've never heard of this guy. Google Images. Shout out Google Images. Ron Brooks. Oh, I have a towel from him. No, I remember him. He went to okay. the Eagles. And- okay. Oh. I have a, I literally have a, I have a, he threw me a towel once after a game. I don't know where it is, but he threw me a towel once after a game. A game used towel from maybe the only game that Ron Brooks ever played. And I don't remember him at all. I don't remember him at all. But. He was like, a, he was like a seventh round pick out of LSU. Years okay. ago. Was he, was he the actual towel boy? Like, I don't know if he, <laughs> I don't know, was that like a towel? I've never seen him before. Uh, all right. Here we go. Casey, let's hopefully you get a, you get a Chiefs guy here. We'll see. Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, good luck with number 66, a former Bills offensive lineman. 
Well, I'll be oh. damned if that's not Gerard Jensen. Oh, good call. It is actually Ryan. You want to try to steal it? <laughs> Eric Piers. Chantrell Henderson. Oh, I couldn't see the oh man. Yeah. He, was fun. he was fun for me. We got I told you there's some, and this isn't like a slight on us for not knowing these guys. Yeah, man, far I, into the practice squad of two. Uh Google didn't even know him. I had to go, I had to go deep here. All right, Ryan. <laughs> you're up. Hopefully we get a Chiefs right. player here. All right. This isn't just the name the random Bills player. And it's another Bills player. <laughs> oh, that's uh Brian Brom. It is Brian Brom. Got yes. one. Yes. Yep. Brian Brom, the Louisville product. I remember when they thought he was going to be a top five pick, they were talking about him like he was going to be a prodigy. And, uh, yeah, it didn't pan out. Then he didn't opened a out. grocery store slash ice cream shop in the Midwest. Oh, did, did he really? really? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shout That's out one of those stats. That's my quality dairy. You could have just caught – I definitely bought that. I definitely <laughs> bought that for a moment. I was like, I could see him just out there churning ice cream. Uh, yeah, all day. Making his own. <laughs> oh. All right, Casey. Come on, Chiefs players. Come on, Chiefs. Give us I one. definitely even the wheel. I definitely even the wheel. This one the flop. Unbelievable. Oh, it's I just all I... bills right now. I just I don't know. I don't know the depth of Bill's second. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think I think I know this one. Is Lay that on that's, that's gotta be Co Simpson? It is. It is. KO. KO's on there. Uh, KC, I'm gonna give you another chance here. We need it. We need a Chiefs player. We need here. one Chief. I, I literally even the wheel out. Let me let me drop the ball on my here own we go. guys once. Oh number 80. Got it's ourselves a tight end. end. It's a tight end from the mid-2010s. Um Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Um, 80, 80, 80. It's a good one. Golly. Nope. Um, dude, you know what's really disappointing is right now I'm actually running a franchise on Madden 2010, and this kid's around that time. Yep. Yeah, he's right around that time. And I, I think he had a pretty decent career in terms of he landed on a couple teams. I actually recognize this guy's name on Google. The the pigmentation doesn't make sense, but it's Tyler yeah. Cox. This is gonna break your heart. It's James Shaughnessy. Oh God, Shaughnessy! You know, drop the ball. That's on me. Yeah, that's he had. A, I think he had a cup of tea with Jacksonville too. He might have landed in Jacksonville, and he might have been one of those random tight ends that like the New York uh, Jets seem to have every other year. Like that random guy who's still hanging around the league. Shout out to Ryan Griffin. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's see what we got here, Ryan. We'll play a couple more rounds here. I want to see you get a Chiefs player, Ryan. That's what I want to see. Yes, there we go, Ryan. Is that that's not Brady Quinn, is it? No, KC. You want to steal this one? We were talking about it already. That's Brody Croyle. That's Brody Croyle right there. You can tell by the flow. Yep, the flow, the the flow. That was that almost. was the only thing that kid had going for him in the NFL was a little hair out the back. It's a great look. Aaron Rodgers is reaching for it right now. Yeah. I don't know how the salt and pepper plays on the hair out the back, but he yeah, was Rogers like the he was like the first good Alabama quarterback or first good ish Alabama quarterback. Yeah, uh, to yeah. come out. Croyle, yeah. McElroy, really went a couple team with the Jets. Yeah. yeah. Good, good stuff there with the Brody Crow. Brady Quinn, nobody even knows he did have a couple. Nobody of even knows. Days. Another short yeah. stint again. Yep. Dark days. Dark <laughs> days. 
Last one here there, Casey. Last one. Boom. Good luck and good night with this one. <laughs> to center. Casey sure. Wigman? No. No. It's a great, it's a great pull, though. It's a great pull. Um, 64 just isn't ringing bells. Um, white towel. Anchor. A little uh, Wayne's favorite player, Eric Kush. Eric oh, Kush. Yeah, Eric Kush taking it. Also Yikes. played for the Bills, I believe, is what I had read when I looked him up. Because I didn't really? believe that he was a person. Yeah. <laughs> Props to you, sir. That yeah. was challenging. <laughs> no, I told you. There and there were some easy ones in there. The wheel just is never that kind. I mean, there was like you know, your your uh, junior Hemingways and your Larry Johnsons, you know, and there was your, you know, a couple of easy Bills players in there like Roscoe Parrish and so on. But Donald, Donald Jones, shout out Donald Jones. Well, I when remember I was in college. I got to interview Donald Jones. Really? <laughs> yeah, God, he was funny. He, he still, I think he's still around the team a little bit. It's fun because I remember, I remember some old Chiefs because there was a years when I was growing up where the Bills and Chiefs were kind of equally bad, and I felt like we were always playing the Chiefs uh, <laughs> for a couple years. So I feel like I remember because I remember I don't know. I feel like there was a couple years there where we were both like always coming in last or third in our. It was, it was the dying days right after the right after the the four straight Super Bowls in the Damon Hoard. <laughs> era in Kansas City, like just tough, not not any fun for anybody. No, you know, Damon Heward, everybody's well, and, and, everybody's favorite backup. And yeah. when you were when you were talking about you know not not feeling real having all these AFC championships, I feel the I, I feel like we're we're kindred spirits. Like you know, I I sit here and I try to tell Bills fans, you know, listen, like I'm a child of the drought. I didn't watch a Bills playoff game until I was 22 years old. I'm 26 now. I didn't watch a playoff game till I was 26 with my team, and it really. Um, bandwagon <laughs> because the other because the other play the, the other playoff game that they had and was when i was like three like right. it's and to be in the playoffs now three straight years be in this position three straight years and be in this tom brady Payne manning-esque rivalry in this position is like is just super 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 special for me and i've been trying to tell bilson just appreciate because you don't know when this when this stuff ends man I, I just I just wrote uh, a uh, I do the, the betting preview every week on Arrowhead Addict and uh, uh, something I put in there this week was what makes this rivalry special is the prospect of longevity because we are looking at two young dudes that are certainly capable of leading the AFC for the rest of the 2020s yep. and as we look at like Ben Roethlisberger just phased out Brady's going to hang on till his grandkids have kids, but Rogers won't be here forever. Like it's really a, a, a passing of the torch in the quarterbacking realm. And these two guys are going to be a part of the core of, and like someday if the three of us ever have kids, they're going to be like, <laughs> Oh man, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have been around forever. What the hell? Yeah. And you know, I mean, they will, they will be in that echelon of quarterbacking and it's special because it's starting so early. You know, just just like you said, Brady and Manning was electric in the 2000s. I mean, yeah. all time stuff. Yeah. Absolutely cherish it, guys, because one of the best quarterbacks I've ever gotten to watch for my team ran into his center and fumbled the ball. So <laughs> cherish it. You had a Brett Favre. You had you, you had a Brett Favre year in there. <laughs> I had the one Brett Favre year. It was looking great, and then he got hurt. Uh, yeah, because he was also like 40 some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and things were going well, and you know, he had some questionable cell phone usage, and uh, yeah, was, I, I always falling apart. 
I always feel a little bad. I was your flaw. Subtle. He was giving the sideline reporter a scoop. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's all I was doing. <laughs> Looking out. I always feel a little bit. I was at the. I was at that Bills Jets game where all the Jets had to do was get in to make the playoffs. Oh, and like, and after that game, like, because the Bills weren't playing for anything, and I was like, man, I just. Yeah. And I think I went with my Jets friend, friend, fan friend. And I was like, man, I just kind of like. I think I was just angry and embittered yeah. by 16 years of drought at that point. And I, looking back at it, I feel kind of bad because we didn't need to win that game. Fitz, man, Fitz did us in. Rex just <laughs> died by the sword of Rex Ryan. It was awful, terrible. Oh, man. So before we go ahead and log off, I don't want to put you on the spot, Ryan, but uh, KC, Ryan is a power rankings master. So I'm just curious, barbecue, styles of barbecue, uh, Ryan, how about you go ahead and rank your top five styles of barbecue? I, like by by region? Yeah. Give us give us the region of barbecue here. I haven't, I mean, I haven't traveled that much. I guess I haven't had like South Carolina or Kansas City. I've only been to Kansas City once in my life. It, it's on my bucket list to get back to. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I love. I mean, all, I don't know. All barbecue is great. I guess I don't think I have enough. Like, I don't feel like I don't have enough of a knowledge of barbecue. The difference between barbecue in different places. I will say I've had some of the best ribs of my life when I have been to Kansas City. I okay. am more. Right. I do really enjoy burnt ends. Um, so I guess I guess that's my that's my barbecue hot take. You're talking the talk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was get I was getting ready. I was trying to set him up. I wanted him to rank like you know Texas uh, dry rub over over your Kansas see, City barbecue and have a see, fight. See, yeah. I've never I've never been to Texas. I've never really had. I've only I the only real like I guess regional barbecue I've had is Kansas City. Well, now I've had, uh, Chili's. That's it. I have I have the unique distinction of growing up in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, and being a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So. Wow. Screw your top five. Yeah. It's it's Kansas City and it's South Texas barbecue. Baby. Okay, yeah. That's I don't it. even know what I would throw. All you need to know. Carolina. That's all you and need. And Bubba Ray's barbecue sauce. Throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. Stuff's great, man. Yeah. Bubba Ray. <laughs> Bubba, sweet babe, Bubba Ray, whatever it is. I think I just named an old school WWE wrestler. I don't think it's Bubba Ray's barbecue. No, that that is. Uh, he's a member that he's the the tag team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sweet baby Ray's on the barbecue. So yeah, somebody go get the tables for Bill's Mafia right there. Uh, yeah. So before we log off here, I'll give each of you guys a chance to tell everybody how they can how they can listen, how they can how they can read what you guys got going on. You guys both do some great work. Uh, Ryan, how can people listen to the five eight five report? Uh, wherever you get podcasts, uh, five eight five report. Um, sometimes we're live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. So we generally drop Wednesdays unless we go live and we drop on front. We go live on Thursdays, drop on Fridays. Um, check Buffalo Fanatics. Got a lot of great Buffalo stuff, weekly matchup stuff, betting stuff, history stuff, uh, really great team of writers over there and weekly live shows on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube page as well. So if you're a Bills fan or just football fan, a lot of great stuff over there on the website. It is awesome. It's an excellent follow on Twitter too. Excellent follow on Twitter. And how can we uh, how can we get to the Arrowhead Addict and uh, read some of the your uh, stuff there, KC? You see my Twitter right here called the Proctor. I write. Uh, I'm a contributor at Arrowhead Addict. Um, I also run my own website, the Sunday Slate, with my my best friend Alex Ayers. Uh, we dig deep, heavy into gambling weekly previews recaps he that kid is crazy he's like 
he trades in Christmas day for the combine and NFL draft. So like we got great coverage there on the Sunday slate. Uh, you can find a link to that on my Twitter and then at Arrowhead addict, uh, great team over there. Uh, chiefs kingdom, baby represent. Excellent stuff, guys. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a really, it was a really fun preview. Uh, I'm hoping for an absolute shootout of a game Sunday night. That's what I'm hoping for. And uh, we'll be on again every morning quarterback tomorrow, our usual time, Saturdays, 2 p.m. We'll be live on YouTube to preview the rest. I, I guess there's some other games. So we're going to be previewing some other games there as, <laughs> as, as well. I don't know. Uh, but we'll also be touching upon Buffalo, Kansas City again. And you'll get to hear from my two co-hosts who are Patriot fans, swallow yes. their pride and pick the Bills Chiefs game. <laughs> So that'll be, that'll I have be really an inkling fun. as to where they'll lean. Yeah, I feel like they are going to be donning red uh, tomorrow, <laughs> would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, guys, and enjoy the game Sunday night, fellas. Thank you, sir. Thank Thanks, you, brother. Peace.